The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. The Raptors get a win against Cleveland. That's good. The Raptors lose against the Nets. That's bad. They get a day off. That's good. And then they go on a four-game road trip against Denver, Utah, and both LA teams, including a back-to-back. That's bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here today, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Good evening. And Ben Harrison. Yes, what's up, folks? My apologies for coming to you, coming to you a little late here. I... Uh... Someday soon, I hope to work full time in the sports industry. But until then, I gotta pay the bills with the day jobs. So. And I am Brendan Hodgins, and we thank you for welcoming us here today. Uh, if you get a chance, please go and follow us on the Twitter and Instagram. That's at Hoopball Raptors at Hoopball Raptors. And Kieran, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? I'm at kdilla1981 on Instagram and at k underscore dilla on Twitter. And Ben, same question. Yes, and I am uh, at Benny on the Raps on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find what I'm saying at Brendan Hodgins on Twitter. That's at Brendan Hodgins. Uh, also, if you do get a chance, please head on over to Hoop ball.com that's hoop-ball.com that has everything you need for basketball including dfs fantasy the uh, wager pass if you're looking to make a couple bets go check that out because they'll help you out a lot uh, and yeah if you get the chance hoop-ball.com well start this off here with the cleveland uh, game guys and you know it kind of went i think as everybody expected cleveland is in completely full tank mode and they don't even have some of the guys that they would normally play during their tank mode so raptors come away with an easy win here uh, you know you know cleveland kept it kind of close there for a minute they went up early and then you know i think they had the lead maybe once or twice after the first but it was you know, big chunks of the game where the Raptors were leading there. Um, Kieran, is there anything uh, specifically that you saw on this game that uh, you think needs to get talked about before we get into it? Um, well, we can't shoot threes anymore. That's uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear. If you if you eliminate the three-point shooting from this game, that was a great game from everybody. You know, everyone had pretty good numbers. Even with the threes, you know, they still had respectable numbers. But if you take those out, they turn into fantastic numbers. It was There's like a 0 for 5 from Ananobi, 1 for 5 from Van Vliet, 1 for 6 from Lowry. Um, but, you know, we came out with the win. Uh, like you said, it was pretty much what you expect. Um, we had a good game but weren't matched up too tough. It was good to see Malachi Flynn uh, bounce back from his uh, tough performance against the Knicks. Um, got a bit more minutes and things like that. But, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a terribly exciting game. Um, Birch had another nice game, 7 for 9 from the field goal. Only two misses were two three-pointers. Two three um, no, twice as many as I like to see from him. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, not bad. We won the rebounding battle, but it wasn't a good rebounding night. You know, it was 40 to 37. So um, that's good that we won it, but it's still not very impressive when we should have out-rebounded them by much more than that. But, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't uh, nothing, like you said, it was nothing unexpected from this game. 
Yep, Ben, uh, is there anything specifically that you saw or anything interesting that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, a few things. Um, yeah, it definitely was a tank off, you know. Um, like Cleveland shot, I think, 6 for 22 in the first half, and Toronto was like, well, that's nothing. How about we go 1 for 16 and see who loses this game, you know. But, um, yeah, the shooting really hasn't seemed to come back to form for some of the guys who have been out. Um yeah, Kieran said that uh, OG was, I think, 0 for 5 in this one, which was kind of weird because he had just, like, lit the net on fire two nights earlier in New York. Mm-hmm. But uh, a little inconsistent. But, um, yeah, to their credit, you know, they uh, they uh, worked through the shooting struggles. Um, yeah, again, um, yeah, we did win the rebound battle. I put down here, including the uh, the Brooklyn game, that's uh, seven of nine games with Ken Birch in the lineup that we've won uh, Won the battle of the boards, yeah. so um, you're definitely seeing his, his impact. Um, what I like about him too, as well, um, despite like I don't know, getting double the minutes that he usually has in his career, he's um, he's really taking care of the ball. Um, he only had one turnover in New York, um, and he didn't have any against Cleveland in like 35 minutes. So, um, so that's really good numbers for a big man. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Malachi Flynn definitely came back um, with some aggression there after more or less getting benched in New York. Um, I guess he was like a Russell Westbrook fan growing up because he just comes out like you always see, like feel his presence on the floor. I think he had uh, four rebounds in the first eight minutes, like just all over the place. So, so I like what he's been doing. Um, but uh, yeah, good to get the win. line from Flynn too. So he was being aggressive and getting out there, hitting free throws too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good game from him. Well, it's kind of hard uh, as Ken Birch to have any turnovers when you only have the ball for about 0.5 seconds every time you touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those passes up from Lowry that are, you know, right, basically right into the net for him. Yeah, you can really see how life gets easier for him with like those two main uh, playmakers on the floor, right? Like, and all those shooters kind of open it up for him. Um, yeah, Lowry just put it right in his hands under the net, like, all night. I think he, uh, yeah, I saw his post-game interview, too. He even said it, um, that it was the uh, the easiest 14 points he's ever scored in his life. So, Though I thought he was going to have a career night. He had 12 in the first half, kind of slowed down, but, oh, well. Didn't get much production yeah. from our newest signee there, uh, Gillespie, too. I'm sure you guys saw we just signed him to two years. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's a two-way contract. I think they expect that he's going to play sometime in the G League next year. Mm-hmm. Nice. Pano yeah, is nice a pretty, pretty weak game from him overall. Only a couple rebounds, but, uh, you know, that's sort of what we can expect from him. Yeah, yeah, I think he's not really, like, he shouldn't be a center playing 25 minutes a game, you know? Mm-hmm. He's done a couple of times. This is sort of like a 10-minute, like, you need to get a guy in there so the other two guys can get some rest or just change pace kind of thing. But he's not. Uh, he's at this point in his career, you know. Like he, he needs to develop a lot of, you know, like on defense. He still can tell that people need to point him where to go sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got five fouls in this one too. So uh, he's active hands in thirteen and yeah. thirty nine, under fourteen minutes. So he was doing something, I guess. But uh, well, yeah. I think that was probably Jared Allen was giving him some fits there. Right. Yeah, not much uh, happened on Cleveland's side either. Like, do, I don't know, Isaac Okoro, well, their leading scorer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's always just these random people on other teams coming up. Hell well, the, 11. Uh, the, the big moment of the night was Kevin Love there 
facing out or yeah. whatever, losing interest. That was no, unbelievable. Yeah, right? just slapped the ball away. I think he thought he was putting it back to the ref or something. I don't know what that. I happened. feel like he thought that there was like a timeout called, maybe or something. The way it looked like he was sort of just walking oh. off, like off the court, hit the ball back, like why are you giving that to me, kind of thing. That was such a bizarre moment, and uh, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking there, but. Yeah, like he didn't exactly hustle back to fix his mistake. Was the kind of you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was very strange. But I, guess I noticed he, too on that play, uh, Freddie Gillespie came sprinting down the floor. There were two guys under the net for the uh, the offensive rebound, which was awesome to yeah. see. Yeah, they've gotten a little. They they didn't get that many offensive rebounds this game, but they've gotten a little bit more serious with you know actually attempting to get them, which is nice to see. Yeah, we saw that in Brooklyn, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it was a weird thing, too, where, like, and you could tell this probably was part of the plan based on the Raptors playing a back-to-back uh, and going into New York the next night, or New York coming into uh, Tampa the next night. But uh, it was good to see that they used a lot more players than they normally do here, uh, the Raptors. Like, normally it's a pretty short bench, but I think pretty much everybody that dressed got a little. I think Rodney Hood might have only gotten, like, 37 seconds. but I know he almost got so, seven minutes. Okay, it was in the next game there. Yeah, you like touched the floor for half a second, and then that was it. But yeah, and the nice thing about um, like all these young guys getting so much run out there since the trade deadline is like they kind of up their profile like league wide. You know, if we do end up trying to make a big trade this off season, you need trade chips, right? And guys like Malachi and Utah Watanabe are starting to show that they've got actual value. Um, Kind of the way we did with uh, Pirtle going in on that deal for Leonard after he uh, kind of showed out coming off the bench in his first year. But... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's Unfortunately, point, the right? same can't be said for Stanley Johnson and DeAndre Brembry, <laughs> but, um, you know, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. No one's trading for them. No. Baines, <laughs> yeah, those are just three wasted spaces, but. I was just going to say Baines was the only guy that uh, was listed that didn't play. Yeah, could have played, but just, no, not today. Thanks, bud. You think yeah. we'll see him again at all this year? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I think there's some sort of uh, a tacit agreement that we're just not aware of there that uh, they've made kind of thing. Like, sure. I don't want to get hurt, so I'd rather sign somewhere else next year or something. Yeah, yeah there's just, there's unless, yeah, there's a catastrophe. I can't imagine any reason why we bring him back in. just doesn't <laughs> do anything for us, right? So. Yeah, and I know you've pretty much already explained to him, you know, through your actions and a couple of guys' words that uh, he's not part of the future. So why would he want to play, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, other than like he'd probably want wouldn't mind playing just because gets like he was saying it gives a chance to show off like what you can do. But uh, but if they're not going to really use him anyways, then it's just more of a chance he gets hurt. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're not going to be given like useful minutes, so. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're just going to come in at the end of uh, every quarter and maybe the beginning of the next quarter, and then we're going to sit you right back down. It's like, well, why waste his time too, right? Well, I mean, he's there. Is he not? I haven't seen him really at any games, but I would assume. No, he's, he's there. Yeah, I saw him on the bench a couple different yeah, times. Yeah, so, but... I mean, he's wasting his time anyways, just cheering. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not I get here. what you're saying. I think we're basically arguing the same thing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not too much more to discuss about this game. We already talked about Flynn having a good one and, you know, the, uh, Ken Birch and Lowry. Uh, one thing uh, that we didn't really touch on is this is the, the this was the first time in a while that the three, or I guess in three games, all five starters were the same. Oh, right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got our starting lineup back, yeah. Yeah, because for a while, what we, we had just 
come there was 28 different starting lineups up until this mm-hmm. one yeah. got yeah. together yeah. and i think it's one away from the franchise so as long as no one gets hurt it's probably going to stay that way but <laughs> yeah a little bit of consistency will be nice going into the end of the season but um we still like without boucher coming off that bench it's uh yeah. pretty tough and then trent jr when he comes off the bench so we'll see how that all plays out when uh, when and if they're back but yeah, the kind of your two guys you expected to be your main bench pieces to give uh, time, uh, you know, your main guys to get to a little bit of rest are both gone. You know, like Watanabe is filling in pretty nicely, but, you know, he's still developing his game as well. Like he just signed a big league contract. Uh, you know, he's been a two-way player up until now. Mm-hmm. Can't just like be, go, yeah, no, you're the guy. You got to go in there and play these big minutes against guys that you've, uh, you know, that are usually starters, right? Yeah. It takes a little bit of time to get used to yeah it's uh is is even though he's you know quite up and down like we really the last couple of games have seen especially with the new big guys how much uh boucher can make an impact and getting double digit rebounds things like that uh no one's stepping up to fill those shoes right now so yeah exactly when you got stanley johnson and uh, DeAndre Bembry taking <laughs> yeah. the minutes that should be gary trent and chris boucher it's just oh, a completely 100%. different uh, yeah yeah yeah, I finally had to, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brendan, you probably saw, I finally had to bite the bullet and drop Chris Boucher, which is, uh, I know you recommended it there a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, you just, you don't know when he's going to come back, and at this point it's probably not until, you know, if they make the playoffs, the playoffs, right? It's just one of those, it's yeah. one of those injuries where it's like how he's feeling. Yeah, Nick Nurse came out uh, yesterday and said it's going to be a while, whatever that means, so. Yeah, it probably, probably means we're not going to risk anything. You know, yeah, why would they bring him back. back for the last two games or whatever? Yeah. But um, if you are a fantasy GM out there, I replaced him with uh, o- O'Shea Brissett. He's a uh, fellow Canadian filling in for the big men on the um, <laughs> that really depleted uh, Pacers team. And uh, he's only owned in about 30% of the leagues, and he put up uh, 18 points, 10 boards, and 5 blocks last night. So he's a nice little pickup for at least this week. That's not a bad point. Uh, there's a couple of guys like like Chigi Okiki is a he's a good one as well. Kind of similar style. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, you know, you're not at this point in the season. You're not going to find anybody who's going to go absolutely ballistic every night. But you'll find some nice pieces. Uh, it depends on what type of league you're in. Like if you're in a uh, what's it called a you know roto Keeper. or uh, no. no no like roto or a. Um, uh, points or slash head-to-head league you need different things right because roto it's a games cap so like you can kind of put a you, you can get a guy that sits on different nights and just throw him in when he plays but if you have a guy that's going to be sitting most games or like back-to-backs and stuff like that you can't have him rolling out there and uh head-to-head you kind of need the games to make it work so you just find a guy that plays a lot and get decent minutes put him in there yeah yeah Brissett uh, was in the g league and now he's playing uh, i think he played 42 minutes last night so <laughs> Come out of nowhere for sure at this time of year. All right. Well, I think that sums up the Cleveland game there. You know, Raptors uh, walk away with a big win there. Uh, what was it? Yeah, 112 to 96. One point it was kind of close. And then, yeah, just kind of near the end, the Raptors sort of walked off, walked, walked away with it. You know, the bench kind of played the last few minutes, hence some of the guys getting some half-decent numbers. And then we go to the Brooklyn game, where it was a little bit different of a story here. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn, they led through most of it. Every now and then, the Raptors would come back and pull something out and get a little bit of get a little bit of run there. But 
at the end you could tell the uh the back to back the legs just kind of fell away and Brooklyn was able to just ice it out through the you know the end of the stretch there. Yeah, this was a much ben, better game. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, like, was there um, anything that you saw specifically here? Um, in this one, yeah. Well, like I said, the offensive boards were a huge, uh, huge thing. I guess it didn't affect the outcome too much, but well, we did keep it close for yeah three quarters, like you said. But um, uh, but yeah, Kem Birch was great. He had uh, yeah five offensive boards in the first half, and then uh, nine for the whole game, and. Um, yeah, kind of a weird game, though, with the starters. Like, um, Pascal just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Um, he did have four offensive boards as well, I noticed. But uh would have been nice if we put a few of them back on the net, I guess. <laughs> yes, 12.5% feet from the field. Like, oh. Yeah, for, like, a guy that's... Uh, I just looked at his shot chart. Like, he wasn't all over the... It wasn't all jump shots. He was taking them in the paint. But, uh, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, layups, things like that, that he can often hit. Just nothing was going down for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a weird was game weird. for Brooklyn, too. Um, yeah. Like, um, traditionally, you'd be excited for this game. You know, you get to see the super team come to town. But, like, uh, James Harden didn't suit up, of course. And, like, Kyrie kind of slept through the game. It looked like we didn't Held get to the see nine. the... Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to see like the dazzling handles that you often see. Um, and Kevin Durant was a weird one too. Yeah. yeah, 32 minutes and only seven shots. Like after he cooked uh, whoever it was the other night, 33 points in his first game back. So I don't know. But, yeah, no, there's a lot of positives from this, yeah, even well, though it was a loss. You know, we played some pretty good defense. Um, but yeah, we were rotating bad shooting games, it seems like. So this game's Malachi's turn to not shoot well from the field, Siakam's. Uh, OG though, OG's been uh, with the exception of the, the three point shooting yeah. last game, which he still shot really well outside of that. Um, he's been killing it lately. Like he's just been like the bright spot out through all of this. He's been pretty steady, getting good numbers. Good, re- he had six rebounds, six assists, a couple steals. Um, yeah, he's just been rock solid throughout all this, the ups and downs, and people coming in and out of the lineup. So it's nice to see him continue that. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Six assists was a big number for him. That's mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah. And Siakam still got his. Uh, or no, he didn't. Sorry, this one he got him last game. So yeah, two assists from him, which we've seen kind of climbing as of late. So that number dropped a fair bit too. I think he was trying to to create on his own, and because the, the shots weren't going, so he just kept going with that and was less focused on moving the ball around like he has been. So it was a little unfortunate for him but uh great night from Lowry it's nice to see him start to hit shots again six from nine yeah finally yeah so uh, man overall like I'm pretty pleased well especially because I'm not rooting for us to to squeeze into this play-in thing but um I liked how mostly how we played and we kept it close to a much better team right that's the other thing too is Cleveland was you know trying to lose basically this is a team that's still trying to get wins and all that so and, you know, first place in the East. So um, I think all in all, we did respectably considering what we're working with and all that. Yeah, I feel the same way, too. Like, I like, I just like the way they're playing a lot better compared to earlier in the season. Um, like, you know, we are going to need a talent upgrade here if we want to get back to, like, real title contention. But yeah. but you can see, like, the way we should be operating. Like, one big man in the middle who can, like, guard the back line and clean the glass and then, like the other four guys can all shoot drive and defend on the perimeter so that's what we're getting now didn't win it last night but yeah this would be the game where Rodney Hood played 27 seconds so mm-hmm. we mixed them up 
But, 27 uh, seconds? He took a yeah. shot. He took one shot. <laughs> okay. That was it. I don't know when he was in. He might have been at the end of the end of the fourth there, but um, <laughs> yeah, the bench. This was one of those games where you needed them to show up and do something because, like, the starters were you know all right. You, the, you you know other than Pascal and you know Fred Van Fleet hasn't quite looked right with his hip yet. Yeah, and he he did say that like sometimes he has all right games, sometimes it's a little rough, but like he played you know forty forty two minutes, which probably was a little bit more than you wanted him to uh, especially on a back-to-back but when nobody else is working in there other than him and Lowry as far as like a defense and uh, being able to produce that's going to kind of happen right yeah yeah outside of um, Flynn and Watanabe we got pretty much nothing offensively two points from Gillespie and a point from Bembry um, not a whole lot of minutes spread between them but still those are not uh you know good numbers i'd rather see gary trent come yeah. out and try so yeah put up the field. Yeah, do we know, like do we know how long trent's out no he everybody thought that he was just resting and yeah. then uh when he they said that he was going to sit this game too like because it was a it's a calf contusion ah, okay. so i guess it's a comfort thing right yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't it doesn't feel good pushing off of it and oh, that's yeah, another no. one of those things yeah. where that's a very vague description that just means a bruise so mm-hmm. it's but no, if your calf's hurting, do not play around. That's your attached to your Achilles tendon, and that will blow <laughs> yeah. up. Ask Kevin yeah, you Durant. You don't want to be Kevin Durant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He'll tell you. I, Another uh, weird game, too. Well, like, yeah, like I do saying, like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brennan. The points were really spread around for Brooklyn, too. They, they, everybody on the team, except for Kyrie, had double-digit points. Mm-hmm. They played. So it was one of, the, one of those things. And they didn't their, miss a free throw. Of their eight guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty weird game. And we pretty actually won. We uh, forty-seven to forty-one on the rebounds. So I mean, we beat them on the boards this game. So um, we're continuing that sort of trend. Just not the outcome we wanted because we couldn't shoot any shots. But yeah, because it's like the fast break points were pretty close. We killed them in second chance points and points in the paint. We're off by two. It's like everything was exactly the way you wanted it to be, except we couldn't shoot. Yeah, it came down to the fourth quarter, right? Like, I mean, beyond that, it's the game felt a little bit closer than it the final score showed. But uh, yeah, we just couldn't make it happen down the stretch. And again, you know, sit back to backs. I haven't looked, but I'm assuming we're still like you know one in twelve on these now or something I think along we won those lines. Two. I think we wanted one Maybe more we didn't, since okay. that. Yeah. All right, so we've but doubled. But like, yeah, not good. Yeah, and. Um, so yeah, I wasn't expecting big things against, you know, the top team in the league. It's scary to think that these guys didn't have, you know, DeAndre Jordan playing or James Harden playing. Yeah. Like this team is ridiculous. Well, yeah, if they ever actually um, get together. He was supposed to play. They just didn't play him. Yeah. It's coach's decision. Well, I mean, it's probably, you know, okay, we're playing the Raptors. I think we got this. Um, but you know, if you throw him into the game, I bet you <laughs> we get destroyed on the boards. So, uh, yeah, that's fair too. That's a good point. Yeah, he's like the league leader in rebounds every yeah, year. That's a yeah, good point. Yeah. A little easier without him. Those nine, I still can't like nine offensive rebounds. That's crazy for Kembers. That's so good. Yeah, almost double digits offensive boards. How often does that happen? Yeah. You gotta wonder how often has uh, Kyrie scored under ten, like in single digits too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He probably had a good streak going that. Got a snap from this. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, yeah. the only other thing I were... saw, like, um, I liked what, uh, I kind of like what Nick Nurse is trying to do. Like, he's always keeping uh, 
one of Kyle Lowry or Freddie out there with the bench mob, but like um I think that's leading to some of Malachi's troubles. Like he's just not used to playing in that uh, off ball role and like the catch and shoot really isn't his bread and butter, so I think he's gonna have some rough nights as long as he's still adjusting to kind of playing with one of those lead guards, you know. But yeah, I'd agree with yeah, that. that's fair enough. Like uh, when I think that's the thing you're you're right there. Like when he plays with Gary Trent, Gary Trent just wants to shoot, right? So he's not facilitating with the ball. Yeah, maybe uh, that'll be a little bit better of a role for him when Gary Trent comes back. Um, and that was the other thing is I think they were hoping that Bembry uh, or Stanley, just one of the other guys, could kind of play a bit of a point, a bit of the shooting guard alongside of him. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't really worked out that way so far. No, the odd game, you know, like Bembry's shown some signs here and there, but he's just, you can't, you can't bet on him at all. And yeah, if you don't have to play him, it's, you know, best you probably don't. I just find him very erratic and out of control a lot. Same with Stanley Johnson. Like when they have the ball in their hands, I'm not confident and I'd like them to pass it usually. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, like it's in the name shooting guard and those two guys certainly haven't been shooting much this year. So mm -hmm. They try to do a lot now, too, I think. You know, Stanley Johnson specifically, I find he looks like he's trying to just, like, force things. I, I don't know. It just makes him look worse. But he's think he's trying to, like, you know, raise his pedigree up a little bit. And uh, I think it's backfiring miserably for him. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, stay in your lane, Stanley. Yeah, at this point, you know, um, we're not. Yeah, we don't need much from you. But just move the ball around and don't turn it over. Yeah, which was a bit of a problem for the Raptors this game. Two things that I noticed was, uh, well, the, it's kind of something we've been talking about a little bit. Uh, they were having a lot more, you know, I think it's because of the back-to-back, like bad turnovers where you just like lose track of the ball kind of thing, like you're not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then uh, low on assists as well, but that's also going to happen when the shooting's not going all that well, right? Yeah, you would think one of those five shots that you passed to Pascal would land an assist or something, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they had been doing pretty well with that you know, prior yeah, no, to that since just, getting the guys back. I think they had, what, 32 or something in Cleveland, so... Just, just an off night, I guess. When you're playing a tougher you know, a tougher team, you, you like to see one of those things continue. Mm-hmm. But I guess we got the rebounds, right? right. can't have everything. Yeah. And only yeah. one, yeah. one three-point attempt from Birch. <laughs> Although he hasn't hit any in the last few games. Kieran's on Birch watch there. <laughs> yeah. It's important. I don't want to see him get, like, you know, keep him as that guy. Like, you know, won a game. I don't want to see him get, like, roped up into this. Uh, he, even if he starts hitting a few, if he starts to, like, look for that shot, which I don't think he is right now. Um, but that's a big part of the way we play. Even, you know, that's what was a big problem with, with Baines being as center is because he often would you know pick and roll but he's rolling to the three-point line it's like that's not that's not what you do you know you got to be down there if because if you don't get the pass at least try to get the rebound if you do get the pass we want you under the basket you're big we don't need you we got plenty of guys who can at least attempt to shoot threes um so yeah that's that's a i'm focusing on that because i think that's a great and gillespie never shoots threes so i like that too well, you can under, sort of understand what these guys do it, though, because you've seen the paydays getting handed out around the league for, like, any big man that can even mildly shoot it from deep. You know, yeah. They're getting tens oh, yeah, of that's, millions of dollars now. Stands so. to position Marcus these Saul, days, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, so you get it, but I'm with you. Keep that, uh, you keep still that need, inside the paint. You need the DeAndre <laughs> Jordans and, you know, 
the the Cam Birches, people who Audrey are just going to... Yeah. yeah, yeah, Drummond. Yeah, or Dwight Howard. He gets a job every mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's still a place for them, but yeah, it's a, they're a dying breed for sure. Yeah, and the, the, like one or two a game, it's just going to happen because that's just the way the players have rotated. Mm-hmm. Like if he's he's wide open in the corner, I understand why they have him taken. Yeah, but obviously you just but don't why want is that in the to corner? be the play. Like, <laughs> well, no, it's because just the way that everybody had to rotate around, right? Like, yeah, he, space yeah, in the floor yeah. out. Um, I did see him. He, I've seen him pass up a couple of pretty open threes, usually from the um, one of the wings. But uh, so I, I was, I was always brings a little tear to my eye, and he's just like wide open, still passes it to Lowry, and then you know cuts or goes and sets a pick after that, and it's like, yes, that's what we need. Move the there ball you. around. Well, fair enough. Uh, as we, you know, we've discussed it here. Uh, Brooklyn takes this game one sixteen to one hundred three. And that kind of leads us to our next conversation is because, you know, the Raptors kind of are in this win one, lose one, win one, lose one mode. And they're sort of in no, uh, no man's land here as far as it's the play-in or the, uh, the tankathon. But I'll let you know, they're pretty much stuck. If, if they don't make the, uh, the play-in, they can't really get any lower than they are right now. I think they can drop one space because of the Spurs, or sorry, the Kangs are, uh, I think, half a game back of them. As far as like seeding would go for playoffs or for uh, the lottery. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But you can't really trust the Kangs to do anything right or wrong. They're mm-hmm. gonna somehow screw this up <laughs> no matter what. That's their thing, um, absolutely. <laughs> That's their thing. Uh, but like Cleveland would be the next one that they and they're so far back now. I don't think it's like I think the Raptors would have to lose every game and Cleveland would have to win like six of four or like six, go six and yeah. four which is not going to happen cleveland and yeah the thunder are pretty close to them on the other side but they're yeah they just they snapped a, a huge streak the other day well i guess yeah that was the 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 marcus smart thing but yeah uh, which we'll get into a little bit but um well i was uh, i think I, I sent this to you guys here i kind of looked at the remaining schedule for the uh four teams that would be most likely involved mm-hmm. uh in the plan i didn't really include uh, the teams that are a bit higher, like Charlotte or um, Miami or Boston, just because they're unlikely to fall out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. or the Raptors just pretty much can't catch them, guys. Um, but the Raptors are, they have 10 games left, and they're one and a half games back of the Wizards, who currently hold 10th. Now, the Wizards can catch the Pacers pretty easily here. They're only really one game back of them. Or two games back. The two games back of the Pacers. The Bulls are one game back of the Wizards. And then the Raptors are half game back of the Bulls. And one and a half games back of the Wizards here. So it's a, there's a kind of a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and the, the Wizards schedule have been, for the Raptors uh, is pretty rough. Yeah, like looking at um, looking at that list you sent us, like the Wizards I think definitely have probably the best shot, I would say. They've just been on fire, and looking at the schedule, it's pretty darn weak. Um, uh, yeah, they got the Cavaliers, what, twice, the Hawks, maybe without Trey Young. So uh, they've got a pretty easy road, whereas the Bulls, um, which I just keep laughing at because of that trade they made, giving up their first-round pick, but I see them not making it just based on the strength of that schedule, and they really haven't figured it out, even with Vucevic, so. Yeah, I don't see a lot changing, to be honest, in the rest of this. Again, I, if anything, I see switching around maybe some of the 
like the playoff teams might flip, like you said. Uh, the Wizards might pull up on the Pacers. Uh, Charlotte's just above them, um, so they might be moving around there. But I don't think the Raptors have what it, are, are going to have what it takes to to pull ahead of these guys, um, especially with the way the Wizards are playing. You know, if the Wizards were on a downward trend, I'd say maybe, but they're steamrolling eight and two in their last ten. Um, yeah, I don't think we're catching them. And then it's just, yeah, fighting for a 12th spot with the Bulls, which could go either way, but I don't think anyone's catching any of those teams or anyone's going to drop far enough for it to uh, to matter really that much to us. Yeah, and like you said, we thing... because we did the, the whole on and off thing, which we were kind of worried about at the start of all this tank talk, um, we've, yeah, like you said, we put ourselves in a position where we're like stuck in limbo now. We can't drop really, probably not going to go up anymore. So we're just going to sit here and see whatever cards are dealt for us in the draft. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, like I said, the best we can do is seventh before the lottery gets taken into effect. Right. Which isn't too bad, but you don't want to go much or any lower than seventh or eighth where we are now, right? Because you can, you can easily see it jumping up into the top five from there, but any further back not so much yeah we just yeah. need some uh it's gonna be an interesting off season i saw today the uh the sixers are planning on pursuing lowry uh in the off season so we'll see if we do the sign and trade sort of thing with him and what that lands if anything and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting team next year i think it'll be a lot more exciting than this year that's for sure well, league-wide, yeah. too, the draft should be a pretty crazy one because um, three, what did I have here? Yeah, three of the league's worst teams could be handing over their top pick. Uh, Houston, Minnesota, and Chicago have all given up their rights to their first pick this year. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so could be a wild one for sure. Doesn't bode and, well. No, no it does for not. their GMs keeping their jobs. That's right. <laughs> for... <laughs> or for our future success, but, yeah. The only thing that the Raptors <laughs> have going for them here. Yeah, the the only thing the Raptors have going for them, as far as with the you know the the attempt to make the play in, is that they do play each one of those teams at least once more. Ah, oh, the Bulls and the Wizards, yeah, yeah. Bulls, and Wizards, Pacers. and Pacers, yeah. And yeah. the Pacers play them the last game of the year on a back to back. Okay. Yeah, and you could so see, you know, like the Pacers the have not looked good lately either. Yeah, and you can see like the Clippers or Mavericks kind of resting their guys because it's going to be the last couple games of the year for them, right? So, who knows? Yeah, and but the weird thing too about the West is that like some teams are trying to actively lose so that they don't end up playing certain other teams, right? The Lakers. Like, no one wants yeah. to play the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, so no one wants to finish fourth or fifth if the Lakers finish the other way around, right? So. Yeah. But then if the Lakers, you know, drop to six and everybody's got to go, oh, crap, we got to change the way we were doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's a rough uh, first-round matchup. You know, you finish first in the con- or second or whatever in the conference and you get to face LeBron, you know, fresh off a month's rest. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, and Anthony Davis, who's, you know, yeah. going to be pretty fresh too, and he will have worked off the rust by that point. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah I'm watching him now. He's looking good. Uh, an interesting playoff series, I think the western conference the east a little bit but i think uh like the level of competition i think is very drastically different uh east or west obviously we know that but like there's a lot of strong teams and like you know like the jazz and Suns. if you ask me at the start of the year who's going to be the top two teams in the west yeah i would never have said the jazz and the Suns, right so uh, absolutely cp3 yeah. gotta get his respect yeah yeah absolutely so it'll be really interesting to see if we can like i'd love to see a season where you know, the Clippers and the Lakers are out before the 
the, the conference finals and we get some weird matchups and i can definitely tell you who does not want to see that who's that the nba executives yeah everybody <laughs> who's makes money off the nba yet yeah but uh, i think that I would be a funny. lot more interesting for just matchup purposes and just give us something we haven't seen over and over and over again right yeah i heard a funny joke yeah. about the uh, cp3 there they were saying uh um, he should have a show like Bar Rescue, but for NBA teams, because that seems to be what he does now. You know, nice. just goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess uh, currently, if everybody's wondering, New York is up on Chicago, but just by four, and uh, Washington is currently up on uh, Oof, yeah, Los Angeles. But it's hard to tell again with you know the Lakers, right? Uh, we'll see what happens in the second half. They have a pretty good defensive team, so they might come around. Still in LeBron though, right? No LeBron, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's just. But I mean, even still, like they're not a a terrible team without them. So Wizards are just still doing their thing. Yeah. Now we'll just touch on the. I guess you guys heard uh, Marcus Smart uh, got suspended there for one game for <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah threatening language to a uh, referee yes now have we figured out what the language is because i'd love to know <laughs> no no one no one has said anything all i keep seeing is people posting the semi-pro thing where he freaks out and tells him he's going to burn his house down and kicks the ball into the stands probably okay. a little less from from the movie semi-pro with uh, will ferrell yeah, yeah oh okay i thought you meant anyway <laughs> good good clarification on that one yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, uh, like no, that didn't actually happen to a player in the NBA, but uh, semi pros, G League. Yeah, well, no, it was the it was the um, ABA before the NBA. Like it was they they were trying to win enough games that they didn't get kicked out. Okay. But, now that we've um, got that sorted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back to this. Um, yeah, so you you haven't seen anything about what might have been said? No, and I'm sure they're keeping that. You know under tight wraps it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but it would just yeah. be fun to know for everybody obviously yeah. but uh yeah whatever I it asked is brad stevens about it and he very quickly sidestepped the question so yeah yeah it's a weird one like his threatening like language so like that's more than just like you know you get a technical foul for you know disputing the thing so you must have said like i'm gonna kick your ass or something like something out of anger to that respect to that effect because you know, you just general like cursing this and that, like a technical yeah. whatever ejects you from the game, but to fine you or to suspend you um, for and for threatening language, then it must have been a little more intense. I mean, if it was Scott Foster, they should give him a pay raise, but whatever. <laughs> During uh, the funny thing is, is like right before this, Wisconsin put in a, some legislation about uh, it being a, seri- uh, a class three misdemeanor for. Uh, harassing or threatening referees. Really? Okay. So, like, the timing is pretty hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, oh, I think they later. had a big brawl at, um, like, a high school football game or something. I remember seeing a month or two ago. I can't remember. But, yeah, some referee got uh, or Yeah, I can't remember the specifics. Something happened in the parking lot to a referee in a youth game. Anyway. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Anyways, just so yeah. everybody's clear out there, do not threaten people. Referees mm-hmm. or not, it's referees or otherwise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. like, it, it should you should be punished for threatening because it's not cool. Uh, but uh, we'll get there. So, yeah, there's uh, this week coming up here for the Raptors is going to be you know tough. There's no two ways about it. Uh, you're playing you know four away games, including a back to back directly in the middle, and 
two of those games include LA teams, and then two of those games include teams that are you know top in the uh, Western Conference. So I um, don't expect them to do much here. But who's the weekend? So we got Denver, the Lakers are Denver, this weekend. So it goes Denver, then the Jazz. Jazz, okay. And yeah. then the Lakers are the second game with that back-to-back, and then I think it's the Clippers on Sunday. Clippers, yeah. So we're playing four out of the five best teams in the Western yeah. Conference. Yeah, and Denver keeps rolling, too, without Jamal Murray. I think they're 9-1 and one in the last 10 or something. Uh, what's his name? Michael Porter Jr. has just been scorching uh, since he kind of took over the role there. And then they get to come home, and then they play the Wizards, which have been on fire, and then they play the Grizzlies, yeah. which are you know a pretty decent team when they want to be, and the Clippers again. So it doesn't get easy here at any one point for the Raptors. I think every team they play from here on out is over 500, yeah. other than the Wizards. I think uh, this is this is the end. Yeah, I think they needed to win a couple more games coming into here to uh, be able to weather this storm, and it didn't yeah. quite happen. So, yeah, and with you know, like you know, without Boucher to as much of a spark as he is, and without Trent, well, maybe Trent's back, but with him, you know, being iffy coming off the bench and working into that role, I think that's going to take some time to sort itself out. So, I mean, hopefully, like the best thing we can do is just like continue to grow and. You know, start exactly. playing better, and you know, get some uh, uh, some cooperation from everybody, and some good shooting nights under the belt, and uh, you know, go into the off season on a positive note, and uh, while hopefully you know being able to pick up some new talent and work them in, and it's going to be especially if Lowry leaves, it's going to be a fresh fresh look next year in a different style. So I'm um, kind of you know anxiously looking forward to it, cautiously optimistic about it, but. Uh, I think just well, the addition you know, of you know Birch and, and Gillespie alone looking forward is a big uh, a big plus. In just it. so we don't get ahead of ourselves, Birch hasn't signed yet, right? He's uh, he's sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think we're gonna do what we can to get him, and I think we will yeah, succeed in I that. Would think so. But yeah. yeah, good point. Uh, just uh, you know, and I think on that rare optimistic note from Kieran, I think that's where we'll end <laughs> the show here today. It's good to go out on us with a little bit of sunshine, and yeah. a little bit of bounce in our step. <laughs> I'm going to thank, uh, thank you, Kieran, for being with her, us here today. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Ben, always a pleasure. Yes, indeed. Take care, everyone. Don't threaten and, people. And uh, as always, we love you, B. Yeah, don't threaten people. And have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.